Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. It's time for our uh, Cafe Coffee catch-up with the architect behind the long-awaited return of one of the most, I reckon, iconic and unique events of the sporting calendar. Yes, tomorrow, the great Kevin Mialamu will f- make his official debut in the ring against Wairangi Korpu at the charity boxing event Fight for Life. With a stacked undercard that features Liam Messam and James Gavitt, I'm, I'm sure promoted Dean Lonergan will be buzzing for a night that has been a long time in the making. He'd want to see knockouts, Dino. He's with us now. He's joining us online. Morning, Dino. How are you, brother? I'm well, brother. What I'm wondering is why haven't I got you in the ring over all these years, Kempe? We've, we've probably run about 10 of these. Did I ever ask you? <laughs> You've asked me in every one, mate. You just haven't seen me this time. <laughs> me and Izzy, me and, me and Izzy, we opened with that, Dino, about how many times you've asked us both. You, I thought you had, I thought you had Izzy, mate, um, up against Billy Slater that year that you asked him. Mate. I'm not fighting, no way. He, he reckons I he could take on Billy Slater. I was chasing your producers for for your phone number, Izzy, and uh, mate, they wouldn't give it to me because you know I can't be persuasive. But, it, but it's fair to say you are a pretty man, and we can't go messing up those good looks. And and, and even Kempy to be fair for a lead in, who's maybe is pretty tough when he plays. He's a fine looking gentleman, and I can understand the need not to mess up the you know the pretty looks. Oh, nice Wait. mate. Mm. Louis, Louis messaged me. He's like, oh, Dean wants your number. I said, don't give it to him, bro, please. No, I just can't do it. <laughs> and then, and then the Monty, Monty wrote to me. Monty wrote to me. He said, do you want to do, would you fight? And I said, bro, hell no. Go away. <laughs> That's the problem, man. We're not, when we go on the prowl for phone numbers, everybody knows what it's for now, you know. So uh, it's harder to get them. Mate, you must be excited um, with it, Dino. Getting it back on the card, you've got some. You've got a really good card of fighters going on. How, how has it been setting it all up again? Mate, it's um, it was actually. Would you believe this? It was my son's idea to do it. We were going through COVID last year, and uh, we didn't have any events going in Australia. So, and we came home uh, in a break and play. You know, we could get home, and he said, "Why don't we do fight for life?" So we we, we started to set it up. And we had it scheduled for December last year. Then we rescheduled when COVID hit again. I think for March, and now we're only what two or tomorrow night it is. So uh, really looking forward to it. And mate, one of the fights I'm really looking forward to seeing is Carlos Spencer. You know, I'm looking back at some of the photographs of Carlos in the day, and my goodness gracious me, he is one muscled up unit. And uh, he's and when you really think about it, is he before your day? This was rugby's first sex symbol. Because back when Carlos was playing, men were men, and they didn't uh, they didn't do things like toppy pop ads. But he was the first one to cross over, and mate, uh, you know, he's become a bit of a rock star. And of course, Carlos not just pretty, but also tough. So it's fair to say, with oh, loss, yeah. we get uh, we get the boys who like you know talent and tough, and we get the girls who like a fine looking specimen who's just you know in great shape. Oh mate, he's unlike myself. He's he hasn't blown out one bit. He's still ripped as anything. He ain't, he ain't dowsing into the into the into the toffee pops. I say that, mate. Um, no, on the other side of it, you know, it is a great cause that you do it for. Fight for life. I was lucky enough. I was watching Sky Sport the other day, and 
you were actually fighting in that, mate, when you were talking to Buck Anderson before the fight, telling him you're going to knock his head in, mate. But honestly, you've been doing it for a very long time. The fight for life, obviously, suicide awareness. It's, um, it's huge in New Zealand at the moment, particularly with our teenagers. So have, are you happy with what you've been able to do f to just raise awareness for, for the suicide and the struggles that you know, people feel these days? Well, not just a, just awareness, but also we raise a bit of money as mm. well. You know, and we're doing it for Mike King's yeah. I Am Open. Mate, Mike King, Mike King and Martin Devlin, I remember, were at my very first sort of charity fight night where we did it at the Mandalay with a good mate of mine called Peter Spear. And we got all the rugby guys and all the league guys, and we didn't, there was no TV on or nothing. And, um, and they were in the corner back then. So the other sort of 20, 25 years later, be able to do this for Mike. And I've told Mike that for as long yeah. as we do this going forward, mate, you can be the recipient charity and what have you. Um, mate, it's mm. just, just, he's just done an amazing job in, in the awareness and, and, and really uh, assisting young people with their mental health by setting up, you know, literally thousands of counsellors across the country that they, uh, they fund young people to go and see them and then raising awareness, you know, for young people to be able to talk about their thoughts and their feelings and the negativity that they sometimes go through. And it's fair to say, even us older fellas can uh, can listen to that sometimes. I can tell you that. Yeah, I, well done too, Dino, for aligning with um, with uh, Mike King's charity. That's a an awesome cope up to follow. Hey, I've got a question for you, mate. How come the how come horse isn't fighting? That's that's my. I would third. love to have the horse. He's about he's older than me, Kempe. He's fifty eight years of age, and and while I know he would love to do it, it's fair to say that he's in Greece at the moment, sailing with a good mate of his around the Greek Isles. And uh, I couldn't persuade him, but yeah, but there is a cutoff age. I remember Mark Broadhurst ringing me probably ten years ago, and brought his gruff voice. He said, you know, you got to get me in that fight for life." <laughs> and I said, Broadie, you're about sixty years of age, bro. There are cutoff points as to what we could do." <laughs> well, that's me out. That's me out. Hey, but I can tell you one one person who you, who I'm also was looking forward to uh, fighting was Stephen MacGyver, mate. How come you couldn't get him back in the ring? Mate, again, we uh, Stephen had about three fights with us. The first one was a guy called George Colzard. Now, George, at that time, MacGyver's getting all cocky, wants to call out Laurie Daly, right? But George Colzard was the soccer. He came from soccer in Australia. And George Colzard was the Vinnie Jones of Australian soccer. He came over here and destroyed Steve. Then I think Steve got the ring with Clint Brown, and Clint Brown thought he was George Foreman and just battered poor old Steve. And we... The last time Steve fought was against um, oh, a really skinny guy. Um, I can't remember his name. But if we, we searched throughout the annals of New Zealand sport and New Zealand bloody uh, Steve Kilgallen, New Zealand sport, New Zealand journalism, to try and find someone as skinny and as small as we could find. And the best he could do was come up with a draw. But on that night, he got a mighty cheer because the MacGyver kept getting in there and kept having a crack. So I take my hat off to Stevie. And, of course, he's doing a lot of our um, MCM work. Uh, for weigh-ins and what have you. So he's, he's a bit of humour, the old Stevie MacGyver. Oh, beautiful, beautiful, Dino. Hey, what about the main event, mate? The, probably the most anticipated fight of the night. Why don't you call There's been a lot of chat about Kevin Mialamu. What, what are we expecting there? Well, Monty's been trying to get Kevin in the ring for quite some time. Monty Beaton, for those of you who don't know who we're talking about, there's not too many Monty's in the country. He's, he's famous enough he can go by a single name. And uh, he's been training <laughs> Kevin now for a year and a half. So... Uh, Mate, he, he gave me a text quite a while ago, and, mate, one thing leads to another. But I'll tell you, there's two fights you absolutely want to see, right? One is mm. um, Andre Mikhailovich versus Francis Wideye. Mikhailovich is a yep. signing, a professional signing that I've got, and he is nothing yep. short of stunning. He's number 13 in the world at the moment, a couple of organisations. I think he's good enough to go all the way and fight for a world title. And the other one is Jerome mm. Pampelone, um is fighting Joshua Francis. Now, 
Jerome Pampelone has a big chance if he can win this fight. About two weeks ago, I've had a fight night with a, a, a guy called Jaya Bataya. Jaya Bataya is a cruiserweight out of Australia, and he won the world title at cruiserweight for the IBF. And one of the bravest things I've ever seen in my life, in round two, he was fighting the number one cruiserweight in the world called Maris Breedis. In round two, Breedis breaks Jai's jaw on one side of his face. In round 10, he breaks his jaw on the second side of his face. And Jai's having to finish the fight with his jaw just flopping around. And, mate, he, he came out to win the world title. Now, if if Jerome Pampelone can get over Joshua Francis, I'm seriously going to consider putting him in, in the first title defence in December for a world title. Uh, probably might even be here in, in New Zealand, maybe in Australia. So, mate, there's some big stuff on the line here, and that's one of the advantages of promoting guys on both sides of the Tasman. We've got absolute world-class talent and uh, literally the best uh, cruiserweight in the world right now. And, mate, Jerome Pampelone might get a chance to, uh, to, to you know, have a crack at his title. Hey Dino, look, I know you've got I've got you've got some good boxers, Hooney and um, and Cohen. I read I didn't see the fight, but I read about that kid and how tough he was fighting with that with that broken jaw. Um, but mate, over the years, what's been the highlight for you uh, through this yellow ribbon? Like you've you've had so many of them, but what what's been your highlight? What have what have you liked most about it? Um, just. Just the fact that these guys, these people come on board, you know, um, like guys like everyone from Wairangi to, to Carlos to, to Kevin Mialamu, um, you know, who, they come on board and they put themselves into a really uncomfortable situation. Training for boxing's one thing um, where, you know, and, and I've got to tell you, it is the hardest training you can do of anything in the world. There is nothing harder than training for boxing to try and actually get them to do a fight. And to actually put their reputations on the line, their reputations at risk, they get in the ring, which if you guys, and I know you haven't done it, but it's one of the scariest situations you can be in because the person across the ring from you wants to hurt you. Um, and punching people is a lot of fun so long as you're not getting punched back. And, of course, I've done it a few times. And, mate, it's a very scary situation. But when you make your debut, and I can put Mel Meninga in this thing. Mel Meninga fought a couple of times in Fight for Life, once here and once in Australia. And he said, I could play in front of 30, 40, 50,000 people in rugby league. It's something I've trained for all my life. You know, you start as a young fellow, and you, there's 100 people there, and then you get up and up to state of origin, and there's 50,000 there. But when you do it in a boxing situation, the environment's totally foreign to you. It's unbelievably intense internally what goes on in your head. And when you go out, you're on national TV, the media's around, there's anything from, you know, two to 5,000 people in the crowd cheering for you every time, cheering for you to get knocked out or you to knock someone else out. It's very much a foreign position to be in. And I can promise you, no matter what they say, they all enjoy it afterwards. But going through the experience when you get in that ring is scary as all hell. And, uh, and mate, people keep fronting up and doing it. I'm eternally grateful for that, you know, that they do do it. And they, obviously they, they turn around, they talk about their experiences, they talk about the, you know, some of the challenges that they have, and, mate, and they're raising money for charity. They, I'll be straight up, they get paid along the way, but so they should because, mate, this is incredibly difficult and uh, it's a hard mm. thing to do and it's a big commitment. As you boys well know, because you keep avoiding me. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I, I was happy enough running away from Mel on the football field, Dean. There's no way in the world I'm jumping in a ring with him. He can box. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's... He, he, could, he could really fight. He, he, yeah, he was incredible, Big Mel. And we, we've yeah. had some great stories like Mark Bourneville, you know, the horse along the way was a big surprise package when we first started, becoming a bit, a bit of a staple. The great Ingatua Gamala, the late great Ingatua Gamala, was, you know, he jumped in there a few times and was good at it. And, uh, yeah, just the, just the stories. I've got some mates of mine who have been involved in this thing behind the scenes for a long time. And Fight for Life has had a whole lot of uh, plays uh, over the last five, six, seven nights. 
on Sky TV. Yeah. And uh, the stories yep. that come out, the, you know, the jogging of the memories and stuff like that, because we're all getting older now. And, of course, we've all been slapped in the head a bit. The brain cells aren't as good as they once were. <laughs> so it's fair to say it's been, uh, it's been a nice little trip down, a bit of nostalgia over the last week, to be honest. No, good Dino, to... Dino can swing. Dino can swing for the rafters, eh, mate? I've seen you swinging that buck's oh. head. <laughs> oh, I've got to tell you, buck shell, but not only buck shelfers, but also um, Buck Anderson. What a thoroughly nice bloke. And because back in yeah. those days, mate, here's the thing is he back then, right? It was like, and this was the sort of sentiment that went down. Rugby league was always seen as second tier to rugby union when we first started doing this. And I had a good, a good guy in rugby league and you'd know him well, Kempe, John Acklin. He said, Dino, this rugby league, rugby union boxing thing is a good idea, but don't you effing lose. <laughs> so, we <laughs> go out and prove we were tougher than the rugby boys because all we had jammed in our throats for 30, 40, or 50 years is, you know, rugby union was the dominant thing. Of course, it's not like that nowadays. It's sort of more just get out and test yourself. So, yeah, it was all fun and games back then, I can tell you. Good work, Dino. Hey, <laughs> hey thanks for uh, joining us on the Izzy and Kimmy for breakfast, mate. Just leave the VIP t- tickets up there at your favourite cafe in Ponsonby and I'll go in there and pick them up and come and watch, watch tomorrow <laughs> night because that's the only way you'll get me to it, mate, as a spectator. Nice to talk, Dino. There you go, brother. You can always, <laughs> hey, just quickly, guys, it's on Sky Arena pay-per-view. Hook into, uh, I think it's yep. sky.co.nz. Uh, arena and uh, and jump on and, and watch the boys tomorrow night and the girls of course Tegan Yowis and Honey here am I smiling and here's I'm sorry I'm sorry to carry on what a talented woman no, she is it. plays mm. rugby league for New Zealand plays rugby union for New Zealand just been elected to the board of the New Zealand rugby league I believe and there's probably one or two other sports in there as well I think Tegan Yowis got her uh, even though Honey. <laughs> She's going to be, uh, she's like, Tegan Yowis might be in a spot of bother because, honey, here am I smiling. She's a talent. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, Dino. Nice, Dino. You can still talk underwater with a mouthful of marbles. I like that about you. We'll talk soon, mate. Catch up for a coffee. All right, guys. See you later. (laughs) Bye-bye. See you, Dino. Dean Lonergan. I was going to, mate, if we had time and he he wasn't caught talking so much, I was going to ask him about that night in Melbourne, mate, where he got knocked out and came back on and and played the majority of the game. Do you guys want some odds? (laughs) What are they? Do you want some odds for the Love fights them. tomorrow? Um, we'll, we'll bounce. I've got one odd. We'll bounce. We'll bounce through them, mate. Eh? Uh, Liam Messam yeah. is a dollar eighteen favourite over James Gavitt. Uh, is yeah. it Gavitt or I'll Gavitt? Do we ever ever Gavitt. find? Gavitt. Did we ever Gavitt. find that out? That's kind of like a um, De Grandhomme. De Grandhomme. Um Yeah, I, I mean, I'll, what, you, what are you thinking, Gibby? I'll take that. Liam. Yeah, Liam. Yeah. All right, let's build a multi. Uh, Carlos Spencer, Paul uh, Fatiura. 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 Uh, well, yep, we'll take Carlos in that one. All right, $1.55. Um, Carlos, yeah. Andre seems like he's got wraps on him. Like yep. this, this guy has massive... I've seen him fight. He's good, man. Yeah, he's mm. a beast. $1.08. I'll take him. Um, yeah, are we up to $1.50 yet? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it helps that I've got a dragon leap to win the Tarzino at 16s in the multi. <laughs> Take that out. $1.97. Um, Jerome Pampalone versus Joshua Francis. Pampalone is $1.50. Yeah. Yeah. Tegan, you're worth. I mean, honey, you hit him in smile as $1.37. Like, like, Tegan, good on her. But, and I don't know anything. There's obviously no exposed form here. But you'd have to assume it's over very quickly. Yeah, honey. Yeah, yeah. Honey. Th- yeah. Uh, yeah. Jay Reeve, a dollar forty-five favorite over Tammy Davis. What's Tammy paying? Tammy's paying two eighty. The draw yeah, is twelve bucks. I, I, I thought he would be twelve dollars at least. Yeah, Jay Reeve for sure. <laughs> and the big, I'm, yeah, I'm going to text Tammy okay. today. I'm going to get him up. And I'm going to give him a motiv- motivational speech. And the big one, 
Kivi versus Wairangi. I'm surprised by this, but maybe someone knows something I don't. And I, maybe I've just bought into the hype trainer at the Monty Beetham, Leo Malloy hype trainer, <laughs> Kivi Mihalami. <laughs> he is paying a dollar ninety each. It's a pick him. Really? Mm. And I would have thought that by the way that people are talking about Kivi Mihalami and the stories we've heard that he might, and the way he's prepared for this, like I don't see, I don't see Kevin Mialami hosting crowd goes wild, you know. <laughs> no, I've never seen Wairangi fight. Have you seen him fight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen him fight. Yep, yeah. he's uh, he's yeah. he's been in the ring a couple of times. Uh, I think yeah. I think Kevin gets him on points. I don't think he gets to gets to uh, that close to Wairangi. He's too fit. All right, there are our selections, and if we tip the card. For seven legs, we're only getting eleven bucks. <laughs> so, so if we tip the card, we're getting eleven dollars. I would go find an eleven dollar shot at Sandown or something. Twenty-two minutes past eight o'clock. That was Dean Lonigan talking fight for life. I let you know where you can book it as well. If you missed it, go listen to our podcast. Izzy and Kimpi for breakfast. Paul Ma- Mawadi, speaking of the TAB, will be up after this. And they had a novelty market up. Who's going to be the next coach of the uh, uh, of the All Blacks? <laughs> Unfortunately, it couldn't actually exist. But we'll ask Paul why after this. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.